Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You like Huey Lewis in the news? They're okay. Their early work was a little too new wave for my taste. But when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. The whole album has a clear, crisp sound and a new sheen of consummate professionalism that really gives the songs a big boost. He's been compared to Elvis Costello, but I think Huey has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor. Hey, Albert Yes, Alan? Why are there copies of the style section all over the place? Do you, do you have a dog? A little chow or something? <laughs> no, Alan. Is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. In 87, Huey released this for their most accomplished album. I think their undisputed masterpiece is Hip to Be Square. A song so catchy, most people probably don't listen to the lyrics, but they should, because it's not just about the pleasures of conformity and the importance of trends, it's also a personal statement about the band itself. Hey, Paul! You know, we make a great team, guys, like Huey Lewis and the Jews. Sorry, the band's breaking up. You're listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast, with your hosts, Elsie Fox and Baco.
Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, LC, and I'm joined, as always, with the Spliced Baco. How are you, sir? I am well, but I'm actually coming to you from the future. I did not reset any of the clocks back in my house, so I'm actually, I've lived an hour of life that you have spent in bed, and I'm just, uh, anything you want to know, tip you off? Yeah. Yeah, like what's Elon Musk up to? Any any new Twitter news? Uh, yeah, he's already rolled out the seven ninety nine fee. Welcome Sweet. back, Paul. Woohoo! All right, maybe Paul's we'll get into that into the, the later. A W L. We got. We're verifying that we are cobras and fire both. Yeah, yeah, both things. But yeah, no, I mean, I uh, just uh, it's been an amazing morning. Uh, I, I, I gotta tell you the truth. It really doesn't seem like anything's different. Everybody else held back, so it's it's not like I yeah. can I can gamble on football games knowing the outcome after an hour. You know, so gotcha. Yeah, man. I I, I gotta tell you this. I I can't remember the last time. I don't think that we've ever done our show when the time switches. Oh, on in. the actual day, yeah. I don't. I don't think so. I, don't, I think this is the first time. And my point is, I am fired up. I feel like cocaine is just flowing through my veins. It's it's amazing, man. You're you guys are up for a. You are going to get rested, Baco and rested LC, and plus he's got the the fire of rock and roll coming coming flowing through him from from being on stage yesterday too. <laughs> yeah, on floor. Uh- <laughs> on, on yeah, in front of human. Yes, yes. El- El- I'm, I'm not sure. It was actually it was the biggest uh, group of people for that thing. You know, I, I've done it. Cool. So, yeah, but you know, we're still talking thirty to fifty somewhere in there. Really? Yeah, that's a pretty good crowd to be in front of. Yeah, something like that. I didn't do an actual head count, which actually is kind of weird for me. Fun fact. Oh, oh, you start when you get on stage. Do you always count? To oh stay there? no, no, not on stage. Just when I'm in in a room and I'm kind of curious how many people are there. That definitely went oh. through my head. And then I'll like do a quick. Like I go to a show sometimes. I'm like, well, what do we got here? And then I'll like figure out a line. And anyway, uh, Billy Corgan stopped by the record store because uh, Smashing. You want back up a little bit and talk about explain to people what we're talking about here <laughs> i guess yeah Elderfest. uh i have shared some stuff but yeah Elderfest is a, a, a an event held at no name records in minneapolis every year around the release of of music from the elder by kiss uh the owner lost a bet with of all people michael Brandvold, uh and this was the how he had to pay it off but it was such fun and such uh, a big success he just kept doing it hmm. um i with treble we played um the second year was the first time they had live music, but we were the only ones who signed up. Other than that, it was just people kind of walking in, pulling an acoustic off the off the wall if they wanted to do something. They've gotten it much more organized uh, since then. I'll, I'll uh, do some name dropping here for people involved. Todd Jameson, who's been in a band locally here called The Good Bars, and he does a ton of like solo acoustic gigs at like small you know cafes or or, or bars and stuff. You know, kind of right. like. Uh, uh, happy hour entertainment and stuff. Very talented guy, and you know he he sets this whole thing up and makes it super fucking easy for guys like myself to just show up, plug my guitar, and sit on a stool and, and play some Kiss music. He has everything all set up. I don't have to you know get any amplification or that kind of stuff. Just right. myself yeah. and a guitar. So thank you, Todd. Uh, thank you, Danny Beck, who runs the event. Uh, and yeah, the uh, it's it's really cool. Gene Vogel shared me. We did a medley again. I, well, I make again. I think twice I've done medleys, but uh, we did uh, Mr. Make Believe off the 78 Gene Simmons solo album. We did uh, All the Way off of Hotter Than Hell. And then we did, uh, we closed it with Rockin' or, or with uh, God of Thunder. Uh, all Gene songs. I'm playing with a guy named Gene. We called ourselves Gene Spliced. All mm-hmm. the songs were spliced together. 
So, uh, and we, like re- we retired yesterday, but uh, after the show, they already asked us if we would reunite for next year. So there's a, we, there's already reunion talks, but I'm behind the scenes. I'm hearing Gene's already reached out to Tommy Thayer to see if he's available. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're getting replaced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Vicious. This guy, what, uh, what, uh, were the shirts actually printed from your, the, mm-hmm. or, or the, uh, I didn't know if it was like a last minute kind of thing. Cause the lettering was pretty standard. Oh yeah, no, it was. Uh, it's just the same kind of like if you saw my Baco shirt at uh, uh, Rock and Pod, I did the exact same thing. Okay, gotcha. So, just iron on letters from uh, Joanne Fabrics. Oh yes, okay. So it was a homemade one. That was oh yeah, yeah. Saying. No, you're not. I'm not. I think the, I think to get the I did actually have a Baco shirt made professionally that it didn't show up in time for Rock and Pod, and right. that one was like thirty five dollars plus shipping. And I was like, no. I learned my lesson there. I actually like the one I made a little better. And so, uh, yeah, it took, cost me about, I don't know, maybe $20 all in to do these two shirts. So Nice. I just like imagining you with an iron getting ready for the show. Man, I really should have <laughs> got a picture of that. <laughs> Time to rock and roll. I'm on the D. Yeah. Put it on the cotton setting. Um, so, what'd you think? Would you would you think about your uh, performance? You're gonna drop in a clip here on the show at the end of this this set, part, or what? You know, um, maybe if if I don't, uh, we'll just go to. The, I'll have the video up on the Cobras group later this morning. Uh, you can watch the whole thing if you want to do. I thought or it turned we can up- at least. Well, at least be in the notes of the show, too, if you want to Oh, right on. Awesome. Yeah. And then, um, great idea. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it turned out pretty good. We didn't get as much rehearsal in as we had hoped, but this is such a busy time of year with, you know, it's both of our anniversaries that hit the, the week before mine. And so the last couple of weeks got a little tight, but we, uh, we hammered it out with about four hours of practice between Saturday morning and Friday night, but... Uh, yeah, it was, it was all good though, man. Uh, I, I, my biggest concern was not being able to hit a couple of those high notes on Mr. Make-Believe and, uh, uh, from what I could tell from the video, I give myself a, at least a, a B plus on, on getting there. So, okay. Better than high school and any, any level of education. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, you know, my, you know, my college grades are okay, but you're, you're spot on with high school. <laughs> I was straight C's, man. I didn't give a shit until I got until later. Uh, so, all right, that's good. Um, so, what, what? No, I'm sorry, I interrupted when you dropped when you were name dropping. Earlier. Oh, uh, the day before, Billy Corgan swung by the store. Uh, th- that's there, there's really not more to that other than that he spent seven hundred fifty dollars on vinyl. <laughs> you gotta uh, love that when a celebrity comes yeah. into your store, right? Uh, yeah. You're so like, uh, if you go to the No Name Records page on Facebook, you'll see a kind of blurry picture of of him. It's clear who it is. Yeah. Uh, but he's. I think he's leaving the store at the time. I think they didn't want to bother him. Sure. Uh, but yeah, the, the the pumpkins played on Friday night, the night before the thing. So. Oh. What okay. an amazing thing it would have been because he would have been there during right around the time we played. If he That's what I was hoping. He would st- I, th- I think he might have like walked in and walked out though, uh, just because <laughs> if you went there to shop, this is not the time to do it, you know. And they used to, uh, Danny sets aside all the Kiss stuff throughout the year, and then mm-hmm. puts it out for sale this day. And I couldn't even get to look at that because people were just sitting there, you know. You know, another group came on after us, uh, and it, everybody just kind of keeps their spot and you know hovers with a good six foot distance from the front of the stage. It's like, come on, people, let's get a little closer. A little what I did like, yeah. What I did like is the huge rock and yeah, uh, you know, rock and roll mm-hmm. over banner that looked pretty badass. And then right, tiny to the left, it had a little elder thing. Like this yeah, now you're, you're under. <laughs> I made that for the event years ago. He brings it out oh, of here. That thing is two feet by two feet. 
Oh, okay. So it's much. Well, it looks okay. All yeah, right. next so it's, to that it's, fucking it's, banner, and also right. in the background, you know, yeah, it, it comes off a little smaller, but yeah. Uh, I, I always like get pissed at myself when I see it. I was like, why didn't I just make two of them? <laughs> Take one home. You wanted a B plus. You got a B plus. <laughs> the hottest band in the land, Gene Splice. One, two, one, two, three, four. I'm out trying to get it right. Oh yeah. Just give me one more chance tonight. Oh yeah. I'm trying hard to please you. Would you believe me if I tell you, baby? Won't you try one more chance tonight? some of the rock news you went on a bit another one of those family trips and it's always fun to kind of catch up on how things go sideways with the canning group uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure uh and and uh you know my wife and i also just got this we're wrapping up our actual week off but we uh last weekend we left the we left the the home for a few days to just get some time away at a hotel by the way best hotel i ever stayed at i can uh we had really? two tvs two mm. bathrooms uh, it, uh, two shitters. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I know. Like anytime one of us had to like do number two, the other one wow. didn't have to suffer if they had to use it quickly. Yeah, what a concept! Oh, huh? I had one not, of those not... uh, showers with a uh, a waterfall in it, and yeah. I sent you a picture of it. Uh, but it had like a motivational message right above the toilet that you could read nice. right before taking a shit. So it's beautiful. Uh, yeah. And now it's it was near the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, so it's it's a place where uh, they have a, a lot of people that have extended stays. So that's a big part of it. But uh, great pool, uh, boy. The back really enjoyed the uh, the old hot tub action there. So um, feeling pretty good. Week later. So nice. But anyway, you guys went to uh, what did I call it? The the Wisconsin of the Southwest. 
Yes, I, th- I believe that's what you said, Matt. Utah. Uh, right. We went to It's more Utah. like comparing Branson and Vegas, I think, is a better comparison. You know what I mean? It's like, you got Las Vegas and there's Branson. Okay. Sure. So, why not? Yeah, you got Wisconsin and then you got Utah. So Wisconsin's yeah. like the, the drunk brother and Utah is the one that like uh, hasn't had a drink in their entire life. I just like the fact that you're immediately alienating at least 50% of our listeners by by insulting Aaron Camaro and uh, BJ Cramp right there, <laughs> right there, throwing Wisconsin in there. A fine state. And by the way, I'm going to stick up for it, too. That's where my parents were. They were Kenosha, Wisconsin, hmm. until they migrated all the way to Indiana. Why do so you want to throw some insults? <laughs> Out of that entire group, I think BJ is the only one who's still stuck there. Okay, listen, he got found some gainful employment. He was raising a family. He had to make the choice: do I do I stay in the wonderful state of Wisconsin or, or move on to the Indiana? <laughs> yeah, Indiana by and honestly, largely by your own description, not much of an upgrade. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, BJ is the only one that's still stuck in uh, Wisconsin. Of all those two, that's true. Yeah. yeah. No, and he had, he's trying to get out by writing cheap trick books every yeah. every year. No, I'm I'm very out. familiar with well-to-do Wisconsinites because they move here. It's like, oh, oh let's go to the, the you know, let, let's and they become weirdly Minnesota Twins, Minnesota Wild fans, and then only fucking Packer fans. It's like, no, yeah. you don't you don't get to do that. Well, anyway, I'm yeah. not sure the, the comparison because of Wisconsin and Utah, but yeah, here's the thing: Moab. It's a uh, middle of the desert. Uh, it has it's it's. They have places in in that town called there's there's paths there's it's where the arches are you've seen it mm-hmm. actually right here you see this this is a damn tourist shirt <laughs> uh, you know I I do think um it, now depending on the shirt I think one thing I did that I did that by the way I, I took I took two less shirts than I needed because of what we talked about a long right time ago on. about about requiring you to purchase <laughs> your clothes I, on the way. I do appreciate that you and I uh, don't have a lot of shame when it comes to getting a touristy shirt. Yeah. Uh, with the exception, I would think if it's too local. Like I, I didn't. I bought a Duluth tank top once because it was really hot, and I don't think mm. I've ever wore it since. Okay. Well, I just wanted a shirt that says, "Yeah, I've seen a bunch of rocks." You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyway, so Moab, um, we did a, a, a four by four tour, nice. which is basically this this uh, big high powered golf cart that you nearly die on going down different different yeah, paths. I think most people can cliffs. picture it. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I mean, it fits super, a family super. of four. It's not a golf cart. Okay, so, fine, yeah. whatever. But but we did that some mountain biking, blah blah blah. But the, did the, you let the boy drive? Uh, no, no, I did not. Oh man, <laughs> not yet, not yet. Not yet, okay. But anyway, so but no, I, I let's get How about into the, the wife. Design. Did you let the wife? I drive? I, I did. It, it, well, the funny thing about that is that I let her drive for part of it, and the kids go, "Can we have dad drive again?" I'm like, "Yes, fucking stereotype, yeah. nailed it." Nice. Like woman can't fucking drive. Get out. <laughs> All right. So I loved it. Anyway. Um, but you know things were great. I have I had no disaster tales until the last day, if I could get to that. Sure. And uh, essentially, we. Um, well, I did, uh, but, but well, no, I'll leave that part out. Um, well, you saw you saw the pictures too. The one thing notable is is that I finally saw a both a a bathtub and a and a sink that had the swan from Billy Madison. <laughs> Stop looking at me, swan. That's right. Shampoo is good. Conditioner is better. It smooths the hair. Mm. I mean that. Come on, is that one? That's that's almost as good as the scene of of um, uh, Gene licking his balls in the uh, in the the Wizard of Pod, right? Mm, almost yes, almost yes. But anyway, uh, so 
Lil, Lil Cannon, Lil Girl Cannon. Um, <laughs> what, 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 we got to come up with her name. Cannonette? LCN? Yeah. yeah, sure. Let's see. So, how about, so, about Little Lucy? Okay, so so little little Lucy, I'm not sure if it's good for a girl. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, what what of the right? Okay, <laughs> okay, you can leave that in. Um, but uh, anyway, so so one of the little cannons is in fourth grade, and they have this thing where for no reason, some some state senator or whatever or whatever decided that if you have a fourth grader. Then all national parks, all national parks, Yosemite, whatever, they're all free as long as you got a fourth grader, okay? So for the first time, one of my kids is actually saving us money, and they give you this ranger badge. And part of it is you have to get all these activities done once you get inside the the actual uh, park. You got it? You can get your badge, all this kind of stuff like being Girl Scout, Boy Scout, whatever. So you save 40 bucks. You go in. We did that like two or three, two or three parks there. The last day, though... We weren't able. The, one of the days we weren't able to get the actual like uh, booklet, your like graduation papers or whatever, to get your your sticker. Yeah, you got it. Okay. So the last day we go back to Arches National Park. That's where you see the you know you've seen the famous big rock arch. I'm not sure if you know that because it's it's like the it's like the rock arch in Wisconsin. If you, yeah, yeah. Reference. That's exactly what I was going with it. But uh, okay. Or what about the this the one in St. Louis? Yeah. Yes, there you go. But it's yeah. made of rock. That's the difference. Yeah. God has made it. Not not. Uh, not a local place. Golden Gate uh, City. That's right. So anyway, so the last day we go there and it set, we go up to the booth where you're going to pay your money and it says park closed. You know, it's, basically it's <laughs> very, busy. Very Griswold. Yes. It says, it says park closed. And, Sorry, um, Rusty. Uh-huh. Another thing. And, and I, and you know, we're, this is, we had already packed up everything. We're about to leave. We just had to get this, this little, little book from, from a girl. And everything, and, and I looked at that, and it said, uh, you know, turn around. There's a little, little turnaround area, and I and and I said, uh, I'm going in. And he goes, I'm going. To, uh, we're just going to go to the information center. It's right over there. We're not going to the park. And uh, so I I pulled in, and uh, all of a sudden, get out, sir, sir. You have to leave. You got to go. You're not allowed to be here. I'm just, I'm just going to the information booth. I'm just getting this from a girl. You know, I'm like, I'm going to do this. And then they and they finally like kicked us out. So I turn around. And I'm like, all right, sorry. Little Cannon's all upset. And I'm like, yeah, I was just, you know, just trying to get your badge, honey. And all of a sudden, bam, lights, two, two park ranger cars, lights go on. <laughs> they, 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 they pull us to the side of the road in oh, front the of the kids this, had to love this. Oh, so the first, like, dad, what's, what's going on here? And I'm like, uh, and, uh, yeah. So in short, I got a ticket for, uh, first off, they, the guy pulls down and this guy was, Ranger Rick, this guy was in it, man. You have trespassed on national parks. Uh, uh, do you have any weapons in the car? I'm oh, like, I'm just trying to, try to get all this stuff. And, uh, and and essentially, I go, listen, I was just trying to get this. I'll leave. I just wanted to go right there. That's all I was trying to do. You know, I'm like, I'm total total Griswold here by doing mm-hmm. this. But uh, yeah, I got a $150 ticket for um, violating and not reading a, a, a sign in a national park. And uh, yeah, so essentially that, 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 that do the math. The forty bucks turned into a turned to act cost me one hundred twenty dollars and being and and getting a ticket. And you so. never got the book then, or no, I never got the book. You see, you're not allowed in. So you got to go. Even when you just explained what was going on, there is not a reasonable adult to be dealt with. Nope. The guy was like, "Did you see what the sign said? It said it was closed." I'm like, "Yeah, but the sign is closed, and I wanted more information." <laughs> <laughs> so I, went to, I was trying to get 
to the information center. And you center. can visually see the information from where you were at. There was, a, there was nobody in the toll booth. The toll booth, Willie, wasn't there. The okay. information booth was walkable. Okay, like, the, like right enough. there. But you can That's visually all. see it. Yes, you could visually okay. see it. That's all, all right. I was going to go. I wasn't trying to like go and see the fucking arts. Like nobody says stop me. I was going full Wally World. That's all I was trying to do is get my yeah. badge from my girl. Exactly. Just trying to be a dad. Um, uh, what would you have done? Would you have just uh, all of a sudden turned the around? The whole thing, I'm like, well, I hope you went in and tried to get to the information desk. I can't believe you couldn't make it to the information desk. No, I'm talking about as soon as we went in yeah. there. Yeah, I hear you. Lights. I, I'm just saying. It was like nuts. It was like, this is a national, the guy kept saying, this is a national park, sir. This is not a state park. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Is there a whole park ranger like dream to go from yeah. st- state park to national? Like like that, that, that level of description like really weighs heavy on the average American citizen. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I had no idea. It's I thought difference. this was just one of those shithole state parks with one of those dumbass rangers who don't over-fucking-step their authority. <laughs> oh, I had no idea I was dealing with fucking <laughs> national park. Barney fucking like, Fife, man. This dirt, these rocks are national rocks. These are not r- local rocks. And I thought of myself, it's the same thing as is a, is, is somebody that's uh, armed robbery. If you, if you knock over a 7-Eleven... That's different than robbing a bank because that's a federal, federally. It is true. You get yeah, yeah. more in trouble yeah. for a bank than is you it? do a Seven no. Eleven. Uh, was that? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, it sounded well, like you were yeah, lying. No, no. That's that's different levels of. It's a federal crime versus <laughs> a, a, a local crime. So I was like, Jesus Christ! And the Isn't whole. Is it also th- a federal crime to like steal somebody's mailbox off their house, though? It is. Yeah. Yes, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like you have to you have to think of the crimes you're going to commit. That's why I just I just put extra things like what kind of crime is it where you just give yourself a bonus candy bar when you're using the self checkout line? Is that federal? Is it a federal Kroger's? Think I think that's a county county. Oh, it's county. Yeah, okay. county, county by county has different rules on that. So okay. Uh, what would you? So that's what that was when I asked. What would Baco do? And you would have actually done. I would have probably had the exact same scenario, except for I might have like gotten a little more pissed off if the guy was. I don't know. You got the kids in the car. That tends to keep keep you cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but boy, if if my daughter needed that, and, I, and and like literally, like if they didn't like have some like you need to get this, you know, like if there was no notification that this was going to be closed that day, like yeah. it, it sounds like it was just a thing that they were too busy. Was, like that's the, correct. They had too many people. Of, okay. Mm-hmm. That was all it was. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I think a reasonable person could understand that retelling of that story and say, I tell you what, uh, I can take you in. We'll go get the book, but they have to stay here or some kind of nothing. He just said, get the fuck out of here. I'll again. watch you while you fucking go do it. Yep. And as long as you leave, we got no hassle. But no, I got I don't even care if it's like I got to give you a ticket because I turn these lights on and and then I get in trouble if I don't get tickets. Right. Uh, but I will let you go get the book uh, while that's I'm what I was. Yeah. I thought that's how it was going to end yeah, was so. that was that. But uh, no, it just uh, it just ended with dad is a bad man. Chips are down. To win her over, I'd see the tables turn around. She's ten the hard way, I can feel it in my bones. She'll be making my day, not another night alone. It's time for a windfall, not a single minute too soon. I've been too long overdue, now I'm on a 
shoot the moon night bet it all on the good run of bad luck seven come eleven and she could be mine lucky a lady and I'm gonna find love coming on the bottom line <laughs> well, hopefully your kids uh, have recovered. Now, you, we talked about this about a year ago. Your boy is already approaching that age where he's about to realize how flawed you are. Uh, oh, but already uh, has. You're still a hero in your, your daughter's eyes. So I, I uh, hopefully you can recover from that for the last couple of years you have until she turns into one of those uh, moody little brats. But, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, which, you know, it's, it's just going to happen. It's, uh, it's not a cheap shot. Well, good. I'm glad that, that I feel better now that you would have done the same thing. So, what what do you you had a question? You wanted my what would I do in your well, situation? It's a lot different, but we uh we just had uh like I said our little getaway for our anniversary. A little low key this year. We didn't fly anywhere. Like last year, we went to Seattle. This year, we just left town. Went uh, down to the Rochester area of Minnesota. It's where I went to college. Uh, I lived there with Wilson for three years. I really haven't been back there much since then. Um, most of my friends that I knew there have all moved. Actually, we didn't visit anybody. Uh, to, I have family down there, but that's uh, not not ones I want to see. Uh, Understood. But yeah, so we just basically, I wanted to get a hotel, someone with a you pool. Mean, you mean family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, we, we just uh, didn't want to just sit at home for our anniversary mainly. So And we wanted to be back on Halloween because it's our grandson's first Halloween. So we, we tried to tie mm-hmm. everything together with that. Anyway, um, some friends of ours from happy, happy anniversary, by the way. Thank you very much. I, I sent you what I always send you, which is a a little heart on one of your posts. Did you okay. like it? I did. Uh, actually, I, I I I cut it out of my computer screen and framed it. So okay. I put it with the other ones. Excellent. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's a nice collage. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw uh, Ron Keel actually shared my video of that I shared. Of the mm-hmm. song, but he shared it on his own page and said some very nice things, and I'm sure that pissed off Craig Smith. Um, mm. But uh, <laughs> some friends of ours met us for dinner one of the nights that we were in Rochester. We kind of made reservations at a restaurant called the Purple Goat. Um, I give mm. it a C plus. The food was good. It was it was fine. Whatever. Um, is that is that a euphemism? You know, I, I thought it was. Did you see my picture of that store in the Mall of America now, Moose Knuckles? How is that allowed? <laughs> <laughs> is it just front, really flat fronted pants for women? Or what is I it? didn't. You know, everybody asked me. I didn't look. I, I was just. I was actually. I was killing time between getting some uh, uh, up, uh, uh, updates to my car at the dealer. So you know, I heard that most moose knuckles are just like you have like uh, Einstein bagels is next to what is it pot belly? Yeah, like the, the moose knuckles is almost all is next to love sack in the mall if you notice that <laughs> well uh, a friend of amy's asked in the comments like oh what kind of store is it i said it's basically a knockoff version of squish mittens <laughs> <laughs> they were first Baco. remember squish mittens were first I, and i'm not sure she got it uh either time yeah. there's that uh, hardware store called hatchet wound next to him as well yeah so so we had some friends meet us for dinner in rochester <laughs> hatchet wound gar- uh, beer. there's all sorts i don't want to go down that route Okay, please. Let's go. <laughs> so we're out to eat for dinner, um, and th- these are dear friends of ours. They, 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 they're we, you know, spent our anniversaries together more than once, traveled and stuff like that. Yeah. And but going out to eat over the years has gotten very more. It's very uncomfortable because the wife, she's kind of short with staff, and she has always got a lot of questions and she doesn't always know how to ask it and sometimes there's she tries to be fancier than she is and mm-hmm. she'll mispronounce a word trying to pronounce you know like crumble 
you know, things like that. And, uh, crumbly? And then, Did she say crumbly? Something, but but she gives me, she's clearly, she's not like uh, like the, the old white person. What's this? Creme brula. Like, she's trying to be the person that knows how to properly nail it and then fucking misses. You know what I mean? You know, almost worse. How are the ors divorce? There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're as like a standard, like my mom would be like, what's what's this whores D, 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 Uvers? D, D, Uvers? How do you say this? You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, and she would be the one instead of saying hors d'oeuvres, we'd be like, how how are the, you know, like, yeah, or maybe she's like, uh, what is, uh, what's the term for soup of the day? Oh, uh, uh, soup du jour. Yeah, well, what is the soup du jour? Oh, that's the soup of the day. Mm, that sounds good. Exactly. I'll get that. <laughs> anyway, I can't remember what she ordered. She had a question about her drink. Uh, and by the way, the drink is, it has this long-ass detail. It tells you everything that's in it. And <laughs> It's a very fancy drink page. And right, then, then right. with her food, I can't remember what it was, but she, she tried to... It was basically like a, a Mexican sour cream, if you know what that is. It's like a, kind of a, li- a more watery version of sour cream. Um, but they have a fancy name for it, and she was butchering it, and, and the waitress had no fucking clue what she was talking about. And she was kind of kind of short with her about it. So the waitress does this and then leaves, and then she tells us this story that they were at, and by the way, this is a part of, I think it's sort of important, at Applebee's. Uh, <laughs> I love any, any story that starts with, I was at Applebee's, I don't give a fuck. It is timeless. Please. Yeah. She, ordered, she ordered some kind of fucking margarita, but not like a standard one. Like a pe- Let's just say it's a peach margarita. Wait, what's what's the one that you what's the, what's the one that, that they had to deal on? Oh, the, the Long Island teas, the one dollar Long Island teas. Did they have one with a margarita too? Oh yeah, they like did. The, but I don't know that I went for that one. But sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, anyway, and she and it had a cherry in it when it showed up. Now she has a food allergy uh, allegedly <laughs> uh, that doesn't allow her to eat or drink anything that has uh, red coloring in it. Oh, that's what she fucking asked. She's like, "Does your water?" She ordered a watermelon uh, margarita with us. And she asked, is the watermelon juice come from a can? And the waitress just looks at her like, what are you fucking, what? So she she asked it again. She's like, well, it comes from a plastic jug, but we make it here. Okay. That's what I, yeah. It's like, what? Canned fucking watermelon juice? Where, Where are you? So she's always trying to think of how can I sound smart ordering my food is my theory. But yeah, she told so the waitress leaves and tells she tells us this different story about a time she was at Applebee's, and she says, "Well, I, I'll need a different glass," and they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, was there something wrong with that?" Like it has a cherry in it, and I don't want that. <laughs> and it, there was a little bit of back and forth that she she tells how she told the story, right? And finally, someone at her table, and and in her head, the table says, "Um, Miss, she has a food allergy." But I've sat at meals with this this woman, and I guarantee if that was happening, I would have been the person saying that. But I would have been like embarrassingly shrunk in my seat. I'm like, she has a, she has a food allergy, and I don't know why she's not fucking telling you that. Instead of this, like, she's trying to make it like the waitress's fault for being an idiot, and she's telling this story like she's some fucking like brave, you know, <laughs> consumer advocate. It's like oh, yeah. you're just a rude. So my question for you is, do you have a couple that you guys go out with that you don't like to? Or my, my personal theory is you guys are the couple. Uh, well, it's close to that. <laughs> that that's the, uh, that, no, I've that, had a meal with you and your wife. Oh, that, that, it's close to that. And that is my parents growing up. They used to this the same shit. I, I was told that if, if a restaurant, when I was growing up, I was told if a restaurant has paper um, placemats versus cloth placemats, you tip 10% 
for for places that have paper and 15% for ones that have cloth. Mm, what if there's none? Then fuck it. No tip at all, I guess. <laughs> I didn't think about that anomaly. My point is, is that that, 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 that kind of stuff, that, that, I know what you're saying is my point. Yeah. I've had that where my mom would be the same way. I'm going to throw my own mom under the bus in this. What do you think about that? She there was, you go. It was that kind of thing where it was like very if, – if I was petrified. I was like, Jesus Christ. It's like this. I'm sure it was something like this. Like, sweet Christ, please let the food come out the right way. Oh, I, I, I was. yes. Okay? I've like, had with so that, many meals with these people, and it's always right. her. Oh, my God. Right. That's what I mean. Like, like that. there's nothing more uncomfortable to the point where I stopped at, at like the age, the age where my son is right now. I was like – Fuck that. I'll take a peanut butter sandwich. Y'all go out and get some to eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I do, not, I do not want to go eat with you people. And the, the, the fine dining in Indiana was red fucking lobster. That's where we would go. We go there for, mm. the, for the fisherman's feast or whatever it was. And I was like, and even then there was something wrong. I'm like, I, would, I was there and I was like, how could there be anything wrong with this meal? It's all fried. That's not, everything is fried in this goddamn platter. You can't fuck that up. Everything's fine. It's hush puppies with with fish. That's a good so point. So my point is. So my point is. I should take her to I, Red Lobster. I, yes, take her to she, Red she Lobster. She might not be able to go because the word "red's" in the fucking restaurant name. <laughs> I also have a food allergy, by the way. It's called Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> you know the funny thing too is that part of that Applebee's story was the husband jockeying. Uh, the uh, mac Jockin. and cheese, like he was like, oh, and I got the mac and cheese with bacon, which I really like there. <laughs> um, and just for the listeners out there, I am not above eating at an Applebee's, but if you ever ask me for a res- restaurant recommendation, there is no list long enough that will include Applebee's. <laughs> All right, so, page seventy five. Yeah, well, so, like less. if it's convenient, it's close to where you're going, and you just got to eat quick, and you want something a little better than McDonald's. I, I'm not so snobbish that I can't fucking find something on their menu to, to devour. But sure. it's just not going to be a recommendation. The reason I bring it up is while we were eating is that he tried to recommend another restaurant in Rochester that like while we're sitting there's like, you know, there's other places we should check out. And I'm like, I look at Amy, I'm like, I don't know. This guy was just jocking Applebee's. I don't know how good that place can be. So <laughs> Right. Uh, just... And they, yeah. they fuck up your martini or whatever the fuck you ordered with a cherry in it. And, you know, I, I've, I've given up the ghost on praying. I've tried that before each meal. Like, dear God, let this be the one that she doesn't have fucking rude. By the, I don't think it's like if she just didn't want that on her, her food, whatever that cream was. I, you know, if, if there's something on it, like, hey, I like this, but can I not get the... <laughs> the arugula. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I yeah. think you just start with whatever it is—a double, uh, neat. There whatever you, go. you say, just just order, just right, just start drinking heavily before oh, God. and during. I was the only one that didn't get a mixed drink that night too. Uh, oh, okay. I, 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 I look. I think I mentioned that was before, probably the problem. I, I, yeah, maybe I should just get a little buzzed up. Yeah. Uh, deal with this thing, but uh, yeah, I don't know what the answer is. I'm just gonna have to suffer with it uh, through for the rest of my life. I think. But Jesus Christ, oh, you know, I, I would love to just sit and talk with her, but I think it would go sideways. Have you considered opioids?
right, Baco, so let's get into some music talk. Uh, we, you know that the perfect length for a podcast is 22 minutes, so we got to tighten this up. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got about a year's worth of episodes uh, recording today, I think. Um, I did, yeah, I recently found that out, so thank, thanks for the reminder. No problem. Um, yeah. Well, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, I mean, you're a big fan of biopics, and I understand you, you know, that we've talked about The Dirt in the past, Bohemian mm. Rhapsody, your love for those. So there's another one out there. You want to discuss it? Yeah, I'm also a big fan of parody songs. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. It's all those things together. So biopics and parody songs, you combine those, there's nothing but magic for you, as I understand. Yeah, so I heard about them making the Weird Al documentary or biopic a while back, and I, you know, they said they were going to cast Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al, which... Harry uh, Potter. Who I actually have really enjoyed the choices he's made for films since then. Um, you know, he's, he's done Lady a lot in of... in the Dark, I think. That one was pretty. That good. was one. Of, that was all right. Lady I was in thinking, black. Lady in black. But but he's so. done some challenging, not exactly blockbuster kind of roles. Like he, sure. he the movie Horns. Um, uh, I don't know. There's a couple other ones, but he. I, I just appreciate the fact that he seems to be a fairly well-adjusted uh, child star who's also comes off as an interesting person in real life and maybe a decent human being. But uh, he physically does, obviously <laughs> does not fit the Weird Al look at all. And then I've I read Too short. I read it. That's the biggest thing, probably. But I will say this: when it comes to biopics, if you, if the person, if people, the general person out there watching this shit, the people that actually go, that was a really good movie. When they see see one of them, typically all you need to do is is just get somebody that with makeup and and, and a good wig looks like what they think that person looks like, yeah. and, and just show them a picture. It's like, oh my god, that movie looks really good. I don't really care if you do a good job of acting the character, if you spot on resemble the person. Okay. Um, but uh, I just didn't see it. And then I saw him on, talking about the movie before it was released, and he's like, he did no research on on like Al's mannerisms, voice, or anything. And I was like, okay, what is it, what is going on? Um, so you mean the first like five ten minutes, you're like, what's going on with the no, show? No, no, no. Like him promoting the movie oh, ahead of time. Right, right, he was right, interviewed. Okay. Daniel Radcliffe said, "I did nothing." As far as research of Al, I, I, you know, you know, how did you develop the character? That kind of stuff. One of those questions, and he he yeah. did nothing. And I'm like, what's going on? Is that a joke? Is he just trying to set me up? Uh, I really had no interest in watching it until I found out that it's a parody of a biopic, which is. Honestly, I, I don't have a big problem with Weird Al. I like what he does, but it's like use once and destroy kind of his music is. You know what I mean? It's just it's not something you need to go back to. But he's definitely iconic, uh, and and he's definitely funny, and and he's very good at it. Uh, and the idea that he, of course, he has to do a parody of a parody. So I'm sorry if I'm ruining it for people, uh, but it is so fucking funny. Did you go into it not knowing that, though? I did. By the time I saw it, I did know. Uh, well, within 10 minutes, you know what's going on. Oh, right? if you don't know, and you're not making it 10 minutes. Yeah. I, okay. I th- okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't figure it out, uh, shit, within five minutes. You know, we'll just say 10 minutes. If you haven't figured that out in 10 minutes, you're probably going to be disappointed in this movie. There are so <laughs> many fucking cameos. Uh, uh, one, I'll just say this: Jack Black is amazing in it. I haven't seen him do something in a long time, and and he is fucking hilarious. There are so many little side tangents and things that you won't even think about. Uh, I'll just say this: get yourself a hey boy. <laughs> that comes up. I won't tell you what it is, but it is uh, 
It, well, it made me spit out laughing. Um, and, nice. <laughs> and just oh the, the relationship between Alan and his dad and his dad not wanting him to play the uh, uh, accordion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Madonna plays a big role. Uh, the thing is, like, Madonna is half the movie. And then uh, uh, I saw Al interviewed, and he said, like, it, you know, in real life, he spoke to Madonna once, and it was right. maybe for forty-five seconds, and that was it. That's their whole relationship. But in the movie, she is. She's probably the lead 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 uh, female actress in this thing. Wow. So I I gotta tell you, this is a. Uh... I'm gonna have to fire this up this week because I. So it makes fun of biopics in general. Yeah, well, it's a parody. Yeah, I think sometimes when you say make fun of that, because I don't think Al actually ever makes fun of things. I think Al takes a comedic slant on things. He's not picking on them so much. How about this? It It doesn't come off malicious or mean. It takes the normal normal biopic tropes and kind of like takes them. There you go. Further. Yeah, Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And for me. That's fun. It's funny. Yeah, you know, it, sure. it's doing, you know, it, it kind of reminded me of like Return to Bruno, but that was more of a parody of a standard, you know, biography. So this oh, is okay, even further than that. So, Excellent. yeah, now this is going into like being dramatic. And then casting Daniel Radcliffe makes perfect sense. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, and oh my, there is just so many. I had suspicions, but that's great that they kept it under wraps like this because I remember on the preview, I think he had his shirt off. And I'm like, I don't remember <laughs> Weird Al having a six pack and taking off his shirt and like, like posing like this or whatever. Like, yeah. I'm like something's, something's off here. Well, they parody a lot of rock and roll moments. Yeah. Oh, but man, I don't think this spoils too much. But even at the end, in the credits, they get you again. So nice. like they're they're just rolling out like executive producers and stuff right, and then right. and then showing baby pictures of Al growing up. And the first dozen pictures are real pictures. And <laughs> yeah. then suddenly everything after that is a Photoshop picture. <laughs> I like it. And then again, I'm like, this is so good. This is right. almost as good as Wizard of Pod. We're off to see the wizard, the wizard of pod. Uh, exactly, that's right. <laughs> and I, the, the weird thing is that, like the the Madonna thing, I swore I had I had seen something like this before. I'm like, did he do this bit? And he did. There was a funnier die video from about ten years ago that this whole thing was kind of built off of. The same guy oh. who directed that uh, did this. Yeah, it's like where he has this like love relationship with Madonna. And, that, and it's a much. It's only like a 10-minute video for Funny or Die, but he said like over years he's been asked to like make a movie based on that, and he finally did. That's so, awesome. Anyway, I don't want to say much more because uh, yeah. I, I really recommend it for people who are, have a sense of humor anyway. Uh, and, and I guarantee as a Weird Al fan, you're going to dig it. The fact that I liked it so much, because I don't give, I, I just don't care that much for biopics, and Weird Al's not my cup of tea other than I have a lot of respect for him. Well, we're going to play a quick quick game of greater than or less than, okay? Okay. We'll, we'll go to a song. Uh, Lamageddon, greater or less than Lamageddon? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, two very different greats. Um yeah, it's better than Lamageddon. Uh, you know, I don't know how I should should I rank this, but which one am I more likely to put on again? And it's about a push on both. I do want to see both again. <laughs> I'm going to give the slight edge. You yeah, know, I, 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 edge? I, recency bias is going to give it yeah. to weird. Okay. Greater or less than American Pickle? Oh, greater. Great. And then finally, 
greater or less than <laughs> Human Centipede 3? Well, I haven't seen 3, so... Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry, Human Centipede 2. Uh, well, they are the same genre. <laughs> which, which, which movie has more mouth to ass? Uh, uh, Human Centipede 2 does. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, you know what? I got to mix it up here. Human Centipede 2. Everybody shut up. We've uh, been a little remiss on this, that Pantheon, our, our overlords, uh, mm-hmm. they have launched their own Pantheon app that you can find in uh, both the uh, uh, iTunes or the Apple. What's the Apple Store called? I don't even know. Just the App Store. Okay, the Apple App Store and then the Google Play on your Android users. Uh, so, yeah, it has all the Pantheon shows available, obviously. Uh, check it out. It's uh, you know, I think they're still kind of working through some stuff, but uh, it's a way to uh, get it just to see all the shows that are available for Pantheon in a quick little app. So, Yeah, and we should mention that their new tagline, essentially, uh, is Pantheon, the Music Discovery Network. And they, they pretty much had a version of what the app is on Spotify, Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is you can, if you're on Spotify and you just subscribe to Pantheon, you get us in your feed. You get every time a new episode that's in there uh, comes up, you're you're notified of it to check it out. And the reason I mention that is that they are all about not cannibalizing their own thing. Like they're not going to have, there's no other show on there that talks about both Wasp 
in my trip to Moab. Like right. you're not going to have you're not going to have duplicate shows. You've got the Shout Out Loudcast on there. It has obviously Decibel Geek, all special podcasts. For example, they have an All Weezer podcast. I think there's an All Fish podcast. So you can really discover some new music. In fact, they they have a, a new one, a new specialty one come out. That's an All Man of War uh, podcast. It's called Three Sides of a Loincloth. <laughs> ah, that's a. Uh... That sounds like a title that may have already been taken. Uh, <laughs> are there three sides? It seems like there's more. <laughs> there's basically, there's there's actually Two, just three, the ball four, sack and the, the front leather I got part. five, maybe six, depending on how big your balls are. Okay. All right. So anyway, <laughs> check that out. There was a Gene Simmons at Elder Fest that Gene and I got a picture with. Uh, if you take a look at it, focus on how high he has his cod piece. Oh. Uh, uh, it's almost like a, a Ken doll. Uh, Hold on. So you're telling me that he's a shirt tucker? <laughs> he's, a shirt, he's a shirt tucker. And the, the funny thing is he's got his phone tucked into his jean costume, too. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, well, it's like, well, I paid so much for this. I got to wear it once in a while. That's uh, right. You know, uh, the, what's the fish podcast called? Fish Dicks? Uh, something like that. I think it's just called. Well, it's. Uh, each each episode is 22 minutes, and it's just every single fish song. <laughs> you know, I wanted to hit you a little bit with what's going on with Kanye, and believe it or not, Fish Dicks reminds me of that. Did you ever see that South Park episode where they basically made the point that Kanye takes himself too seriously? And then Go there, ahead. There's this one joke that, he, that Kanye doesn't get, so let me just test it with you. And the answer to the, the question I'm going to ask you is, yes, I like Fish Dicks, okay? Go ahead. Okay. Do you like Fish Dicks? Yes, I like fish sticks. That makes you a, a gay fish. <laughs> now, the, the, fish dicks. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Not, not a great joke, but the whole episode, Kanye doesn't get it. And now here he is, Jimmy Kimmel. All right, hey, how are we all feeling tonight? So uh, let me ask the guys in the audience a question. Do you like fish sticks? Yes. Huh. What are you, gay fish? <laughs> and so uh hey paul do you like fish sticks paul uh sure what are you paul a gay fish <laughs> so apparently more and more americans are eating fish sticks have you seen this have you read about this loving fish sticks kind of makes me wonder you know what is everybody a gay fish <laughs> Quite possibly the funniest joke ever conceived, and its origin is unknown. The fish dicks joke crosses all borders, all races, all ages and ethnic groups, and is slowly uniting our country. In fact, the only person who appears to not get the joke is rapper Kanye West, who becomes furious when people use the joke on him. Yo, that is messed up, yo. I am not gay, and I sure as hell ain't no fish, alright? You really don't get it. Hey man, I'm a genius, alright? I'm the most talented musician in the world. If I was a homosexual or a fish, I would know. You're a rapper. Yes. An entrepreneur. Yes. And you like fish sticks. Yes. You're a gay fish. No, I am not no gay fish. Just gay? I'm not gay and I'm not a fish. Man. You are male. Damn right I'm male. A male that likes fish dicks. Yeah, I like fish dicks. You like to put fish dicks... In your mouth. Yeah. You're a gay fish. All right, that does it. I'm going to kick your motherfucking ass. And then when he does get it, he gets it wrong. And he says, I guess I am a gay fish. And then he turns into a mermaid and goes and makes out with other male mermaids. <laughs> this sounds like a great episode. 
<laughs> anyway, in more serious news, Kanye is getting into some trouble for some anti-Semitic remarks that he's been putting out on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Oh, um, and, you know, just uh, all around kind of, I don't know, unnecessary shit, I guess. I've always had kind of a... I've always kind of liked Kanye on one end, but because sometimes the guy actually makes some... He'll say something, you go, well, where's this guy all the time? But then most of the time, it's just batshit stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, and I kind of think he's just dealing with... I don't think he's mentally all there. I don't think he's ever really been all there. I think his mom had a way of kind of reining him in when she died. And I, this is just all speculation. I don't pay that sure. much attention to that fucking guy. I just think he's a genius because he rhymed Apollonia and Isotoners. Mm, it's an Apollonia Isotona. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta end it right. Don't act like I never told you. Mm. <laughs> uh, I think the only song I've actually enjoyed by him was Gold Digger. Uh just yeah. uh, whatever. Again, I, I I don't know that I've heard much more from that. Uh, nah. There is that uh, video where he's got a topless uh, Kim K on his motorcycle. That's fun to watch on mute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, is that recent? I don't even know. Yeah, some. Well, they were still married. You know, right, uh, right. So right. The last five, ten years, yeah. something like that. Okay. Anyway, Gene Simmons, noted Jew. <laughs> yes. Uh, he had. Some, he was on Piers Morgan, noted uh, piece of shit. Uh, yeah. That mm-hmm. uh, the only piece of advice that I have as someone from the, in the peanut gallery, I'm not a doctor. This is Gene, not a doctor. Sure. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physician. I don't know Dr. much Love. about Ye or sure. Kanye. I've got yeah. friends who are close enough and so on. If there's medication, I respectfully urge the gentleman to take the medication. Is it because breaded has something to do with genius, which swims? No, because you said you like fish dicks, Kanye. Don't, don't you get it? You see, fish dicks is a, is a play on words. I don't need anyone telling me play on words. I'm a motherfucking lyrical wordsmith, motherfucking genius. It doesn't really have a whole lot to do with our world of rock and stuff, but it is notable that went to the point that even Gene's getting involved. I think Paul had some comments on it too, but more along the lines of like, there's just no place for this kind of rhetoric. And Anyway, um, speaking of that, uh, uh, Elon Musk is, as of this morning, charging you $7.99 to get a verified check, which means, if I understand it right, anybody can. Plus, he fired everybody at Twitter. I think PAW Paul is ripe to return now. Like, Hell yeah. Verified check, Paul. We should probably just do a GoFundMe just to verify his ass. <laughs> like, like if you want. Like, like we you know, that, maybe that could be our Patreon for $8 a month. You can make sure that Paul Stanley has a verified check. Yeah, we just need 12 donations. You just have to do, you just have to put up a month. We will, we will dedicate, we will promise you a year of PAWL Paul Stanley. <laughs> and what I mean by by that we that you will yeah. <laughs> you will do that you will do the comments. I will send you qu- quotes that I think will be funny, and you'll just no 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 one in one in ten. I think is your hit rate, which is you know <coughs> I think so too. Yeah, but you know I'm a two in ten guy, so uh, sure. I'm not uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, Huey Lewis sold his catalog for. Would you like, did you see the news or can I just I have drop it? No, but br- drop it. Give me a figure. What do you think? So Springsteen went for 500 million. I can't remember who else recently went for like 300. Motley went for 80 or 100 or something. 150, like that, or... I think is what they claimed. All right. What do you yeah. think uh, Huey Lewis got? I'm going to say. Well, how many t- top 10 hits do you think he had? At least I think, five. I think he, I'm going to say five. Uh, very milk toasty. You can use them in everything. Back to the future. 
and mm-hmm. all that. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it starts with a two. I'm gonna say it's two hundred some. It does start with a two, but you have too many zeros. He got twenty million. Then I call bullshit on on Motley's <laughs> Motley's number. I think then. we did at the time. <laughs> yeah, I think Motley's maybe be an up two kind of number. Because I could see him being put into every single fucking commercial. Mm. You know what I mean? Now, uh, do you remember? Were were you cognitive of pop music? Because <laughs> uh, you're so much younger than me. Um, when I want a new drug came out, yeah, it was actually no. pretty controversial. Mm-hmm. Uh, MTV wouldn't play the video like before seven o'clock at night for a while. Right. Um, anyway, yeah. It, now it seems so fucking milk toast. Well, yeah. I mean, now they just changed the lyrics to Ghostbusters. <laughs> wow. Oh, another one of those genius uh, insights from LC. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he, win, didn't he win that suit too? I have yeah, no. He won. I don't oh, even know won. what you're Ray talking Parker about. Jr. So. Okay, sorry. Ray Parker Jr. was sued because the theme for Ghostbusters was exactly the same song as "I Want a New Drug." Hmm. I so hope he, nobody so. won. That's not close enough for my take, and I'm 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 pretty lenient on this shit. You know. What I mean? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Play the clip. Um, another quick hitter here is that the Revolution Saints have gone through a lineup change, which I don't even know how many records they have, <laughs> right? But basically, oh, I keep going. I know this one. Joel Holkstra is being replaced by uh, oh god, the, the other guy. No, Joel Holkstra is replacing the guy you interviewed, Doug Aldrich. Yep. And uh, Jeff Pilson is replacing uh, Jack Blades, which means just the drummer's stain. Yeah, and you really wonder, like, because we 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 talk about these uh, frontier supergroups and like how they're just kind of mishmash. Doesn't even fucking matter. No, I mean, at least like the Dead Daisies, you have one guy who's like, "This is my project. I'm a millionaire. I'm going to hire who I want." Uh, but this is just so fucking stupid. And I, I think what what haven't hasn't Joel Hoekstra and Doug Aldridge replaced each other in every band from the eighties at one point? <laughs> one or they went one way or the other. They both been in White Snake. I know. It, it just have they ever even played together before? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not kidding. Why should they, they should they, start a, a super group? You know, yeah. They need but, to get some no, super to add to it, but uh. right. No, I'm saying like these bands, like that. Those like I get them confused with like the two or the other three bands that have the same. Like when I interviewed him, I was like, okay, you're in Dead Daisies, but you're also in Revolution Saints, but there's you're also in this other thing. Haven't I they mean, both been <laughs> in Dead Daisies? I think so, but 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 to that Jesus. point too, I think in the interview you said that they've in that in that band <clears throat> he said the difference between Dead Daisies and the uh, Revolution Saints is that we've never played together. Revolution Saints has been had two albums when it's all just sending your tracks back and forth. They've never been in the same room together. Unreal. So <laughs> the fact that they're actually replaced, I mean, and who is that the band that they can't just come up? I mean, just come up with another fucking name, right? 
Yeah, Drum- exactly. <laughs> Nobody cares. It's is, is just what- a drummer. Oh, by the way, there is a bass player joke in the Weird Al movie that is right out of my playbook. <laughs> it is just jaw-dropping hilarious for me anyway. I'm not sure everybody or Queen fans will appreciate it, but it is so fucking good. Love it, man. I'm, I'm primed. I, I, I can only say, like, like we do with everything, we've just increased the ratings or the downloads or the streams for that for that movie. Oh, yeah, at least by two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, BJ and uh, Aaron Camaro are all in. Wisconsin, we got wrapped up. Yeah, I thought they checked out, tapped out already because we made. Fun no, they of their probably state. did. Yeah, yeah so. it's been past twenty-two minutes. So, <laughs> oh yeah, there's that too. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, right now people are like, I came here for Wasp, and yeah. I'm it's forty-five minutes in. And uh, one other thing I wanted to get at is uh, throw a little uh, praise and some fucking uh, criticism if I can get my thoughts together. Uh, sure. You were on the Sly Dog podcast recently, and uh, you guys kind of... Now, we talked about it in the past, but I've now had a chance to listen to it. Why don't you go ahead and promote that a little bit, let people know where they can find that, and then I, I have some feedback. I bet you do. <laughs> so anyway, the... Uh Yep. So I was invited on to the Sly Dog music cast to talk some Alice Cooper. And the theme was that uh, myself, Joey Roiland, and um, uh, Alex, we the Sly Dog, I should say. We, we, Sly uh, Dog, yeah. Who, who has a more ridiculous name, Sly Dog or Loose Cannon? <laughs> Sly Dog and Loose oh, Cannon. Oh, man. I mean, just the fact that we were on the same you show. You guys need a sidecast. We really do. Sly Dog and the Cannon. Oh, <laughs> The Sly Cannon and the Loose Dog. Mm, man, can I record uh, the intro? Oh, please. Yes. I, do a few. A few takes of that one. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we was top five Alice deep cuts and then just, just going in, on our histories of, you know, just digging Alice Cooper. And that's, that's pretty much it. It was a, But it was a fun, fun, and I appreciate being invited on there. And uh, I don't know. It was an enjoyable, enjoyable listen. Now, this is your first kind of extended kind of run with Alex. It's impressive how somebody his age can speak so. My lord, he the the, the knowledge he has on almost so many. It was weird when he he was on uh, Suns Out during one of the games, and he's like, "Yeah, I've never really been a thrash metal guy." I'm like, "Is that the only genre you don't know? Like, just right. a ridiculous amount of facts on?" I loved his little uh, little teaser question to get to decide which one of you guys got to pick first. That was a pretty good one. Yeah, I didn't. It, 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 yeah, that was a good one. That was a deep cut there too. But he's uh, he's uh, the young man uh, does his homework and uh, is very passionate. So it's always yeah. Fun so to- just to give it just to give you a little more more color there. He's I'm gonna say twenty six. Okay, that's that, thank you for letting me know this. So really young guy, and then he's talking to old man forty eight, <laughs> and then like Joe uh, Royland of of uh, sit and spin. He's maybe whatever. He's in his fifties. So you're getting the different generations of of Alice fandom too. Yeah, so it's always. I think it's pretty Yeah, I like that you think you and Joe are in different generations. <laughs> you, you always try to spin yourself. You're like, you're on the cusp of 49 and a half. I'm like 48. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen, I don't got I the, got your the back, five. Joe. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, but, and all I, right, throw the, throw the criticism. I tried to make some 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 uh, actual uh, critical thought at one point. Uh, I, look, I, 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 to... You're definitely uh, knowledgeable enough on Alice Cooper that you're a perfect guest for that kind of show. So no criticism there, no jealousy, uh, uh, and, you know, whatever. I, I enjoyed the entire thing. One of the th- I was surprised that I liked that none of you guys picked anything I would put on my fo- top five. You know, a lot of times you listen to these things, you, you're kind of rooting for your own team. But it was almost of cool. a deep cut of a top five deep cut. Yeah, but no, I okay. didn't really catch that till the end. But oh. but how many top? Because you said top forties. The Dallas have more than three top forty hits. 
Pretty much not. I, don't, okay. I think he's maybe. Well, I don't know. I think but the it, only but, song I would have picked that might have got in there was "How You Gonna See Me Now," but I don't know that that was that big of a hit. But it was a. It had, oh, that was the rules. Sorry, if you didn't explain, it couldn't have been. It couldn't have been a single. Period. I, I think oh, that's what it was. Well, I, I, it couldn't have ranked. I think. I think it was that you. It could be a single, but it couldn't crack the top forty. Or top hundred. That's how I understood it, but it was late in the episode so when, yeah, okay. when he kind of reiterated it. So, so it might have affected my picks a little bit, but I really enjoyed um, uh, the picks for the most part across the board. There's nothing to nitpick there. Uh, where I'm going to come at you is uh, you you play fast and loose with factual things, things that aren't arguable. It's like, well, I don't like this and I don't like that, so they don't exist. Dude. What are you talking about? Love It to Death is Alice Cooper's third fucking record. Get over it. It's not coming out of the gate. It is not a great debut. It is there. It doesn't matter that the first two records are dog shit, in your opinion. I'm sorry. You don't get to decide the fucking discography order. Okay. Okay, yeah. Baco. No problem. <laughs> I'm saying it's a first. Nobody knows those fucking albums. Pieces of shit. They're on Zappa's thing. They're all stoned. It didn't matter until Bob Ezrin showed up. That's all I got to say. Jack Douglas, Bob Ezrin. That's if when it started. You say it like that, then, man. In my opinion, there's nothing. You don't listen to those first two records. In other I words, I said I don't count number, them. I don't. Right. No, no, no. no. You, you Me. said. Yeah, no, no, no. You, you said it factually. Like, those first two records don't count. They don't. They do. To me. Oh, you, you can still oh, buy you, them. You, guess what? Guess I what? own so, them. So, so should I always say, in my opinion, now to be polite, you want me to do that when I'm on other shows? Because we just say things like, this is the best song on the album. We don't say, in my opinion. We just say that because that's a fucking fact to me. It's not a fact at all. It's, it is. It is not. It's my, right. But I no, don't saying say you don't like those opinion. records, so f- I, you, you, you would recommend somebody start with Love It to Death is a lot different than saying Love It to Death. That's... You come out of the gate, boom. How can you be this good right out of the gate? It's not right out of the gate. They they shot their wad on two other records that you think no. suck, which, by the way, I also agree. Uh, <laughs> but does does Pink, uh, Fleetwood Mac only started when Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks joined? Okay. No, all those blues okay. records don't count. Well, I guess what? Then I'm gonna I go don't back. like them. The songs nope, are here, too long. Here it is. The fine. You know what? Then we just need to. We need to. I'm gonna send a letter uh, <laughs> uh, 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 to, to Decibel Geek, and I'm gonna have them completely re-edit their Pantera episode because they started with Cowboys from Hell. Okay, and they have to include all the previous ones because they didn't come out of the gate with Cowboys from Hell because this is all this stuff in the this the ba 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 ba. Yeah, let's just include all. Now those Let's go fucking back and listen to that. And did, and did they say, well, those records they don't really count. Really, Cowboys from Hell is the first record. That's nope, right. Nope, it's factual that this is the best. This is a, a debut record from Pantera. What, what was I called? <laughs> what? Pantera? Pantera. 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 Well, I, well I like you know, it. I got my like, yelling uh, LC accent there. Okay. My, my Colorado accent. Anyway, this whole thing is a facade. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, go check out that episode on the Sly Dog Music Cast. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do a complete 360 here and reset. Dear darling, surprised to hear from me. Bet you're sitting, drinking coffee, yawning sleepily. Just to let you know, I'm gonna be home soon. I'm kinda awkward and afraid, time has changed, 
your point of view How you gonna see me now Please don't see me ugly, babe Cause I know I let you down In oh, so many ways How you gonna see me now Since we've been on our own Are you gonna love the man When the man gets home Listen darling Now I'm heading for the west Straightened out my head But my old heart is still a mess Yes I'm worried honey Yes that's natural though It's like I'm waiting for a welcome sign Like a hobo in the snow How you gonna see me now Please don't see me ugly, babe Cause I know I let you down In oh so many ways How you gonna see me now Since we've been on our own How you gonna love the man When the man gets home And just like the first time We're just strangers again you know, I'm exhausted. This is called an episode after that. I'm, I'm done defending my, my stance. <laughs> that was a defense? <laughs> I, listen, there's a reason I didn't go into law. <laughs> you and me both. You would have been a, no, you would have been a great lawyer. Are you kidding me? You'd have been up there. You'd been like the uh, the To Kill a Mockingbird uh, <laughs> lawyer up there. Just you're defending. You're, 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 you're what every Boo Radley needs. I've uh. always thought of that. Baco, what Boo Radley needs. Where's your boy? That's that's the nicest thing you've ever said about me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you 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 thank yourself for that. And and you know, that's another fresh movie reference. <laughs> How did I miss that? <laughs> I, you know why? Because I'm I'm more uh, a literary guy. I went oh, to the book, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I read The Godfather, okay. I didn't see it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Mario Puzo, great novel. Wasp, uh, the tour finally launched uh, since our last recording, um, and it turns out, Elsie, that I'm a member of about 93 Wasp groups on <laughs> Facebook uh, because my my Facebook feed is almost oh, half people complaining. Yeah, about the the show, the set list, half people complaining about the complainers, and to do some, I can't remember what movie this is from, fifty fifty fifty, but to, and also and the other half just talking about it, right? Um, I just think it's great that you one day you wake up, you're like, I might be part of too many wasp groups. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, it, it is a it is a a, a cursory story of uh, a tale of uh, like. Maybe don't accept every group invite. Uh, yeah. So, and, you know, one of them is ran by our boy Michael Brandvold, which uh, I might have a funny quote from here when we get to it. Okay. Um, I was uh, Alex Alt. Speaking of which, he had he did a ten minute phoner with me uh, just to get himself psyched up for the uh, the Wasp show he went to. Um, so that's coming out at some point. His show review. It's just uh, he he gave me a quick call. He kind of talked about how excited he was to go to the show. Uh, he him and I are Wasp buddies. Um, so, uh, I, I'll make a, a very brief appearance on a future episode. 
uh, but uh, where he breaks down his whole experience. Did you get a chance? Now you're not. You, I know you uh, only know Wasp because you listened to Decibel Geek once. <laughs> um, Some pretty good songs. Yeah. Listen, I gotta tell you, I think that this lineup is perfect. Like, like uh, I'm not surprised that that it is. Well, I won't get into this too much now, but I think it's a good lineup. And if it wasn't sold out here in Denver right away, then uh, then I would have gone because Armored Saint with Wasp. I think that's 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 solid, and it's it's bands that don't tour that often. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. And if you've come into them like I have over the last uh, ten years, uh, I think it's I think it would be a, I think it's a better seller than they expected. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, uh, it's done pretty well ticket-wise for the most part. I think about half the dates were sold out in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, and he seems to be playing places, I don't know, in the neighborhood of uh, uh, 500 to 1,000, um, which doesn't surprise me. Now, I, he doesn't tell it like that. So a lot of the, the issue that people are having is largely with the set list and then the very much toned-down version of what he was pitching for a stage show. And then people defending that and calling those people idiots because I, you, if you expected blood and meat, well, you're just an idiot. And it's just is there is there any meat? Is there is there no meat no? But here's the thing: I never thought there was going to be meat, but he was on Eddie Trunk. Blackie Lawless was ten yeah. days before the tour, and and for this is the first interview I heard where he was literally asked, "Are you going to be throwing meat?" <coughs> Eddie asked him, and. And he doesn't say no. This is his answer. He says something along the lines of, uh, I'm just going to say this. Yes, things are happening like that, but not right. the way you would expect it. Okay. Can I, that, can I throw, that, yeah. Just say no, man. It's like, no, yeah, yeah. of course I'm not fucking tossing, steak, tossing steaks out into the audience. That's ridiculous. I, I don't even know if I can do that now. Can I throw on a Cobra hack real quick? Yeah. You know, it's not really a, specifically a Cobra hack, but you know the whole thing about you can walk into a venue having a ladder, yeah, stuff like that. No, everybody, cooler of meat. I say the new one is a cooler of meat. You can get in anywhere. Nobody's going to question you if you have a cooler. Of Dress meat. like a cater- caterer, and then do that. Okay. They're waiting I don't for even me think back. That. Why not? Yeah, why don't fans bring in their own meat and throw it at Blackie? Right, or yeah. you can get just you get in for free, and you just say this is for Blackie, and people are like, okay, sure. Oh, <laughs> well, the meat. Oh, the hey, hey. meat. Go on, guys. The meat's here. <laughs> Continue, please. All right. So yeah, and a lot of this stuff does go back to Blackie overhyping this, and even when he was on um, uh, Eddie's show, and at this point, knowing what was like, he basically the staging was ready. He does mm-hmm. this, d- describe the stage fairly accurate. But then he also oversells it by saying, we're basically taking an arena show and putting it into theaters. And I'm like, you might be taking a theater show and putting it into clubs, but you're, you are not playing these theaters, you know, like midsize kind of things. And, sure. and I don't really understand that old school mentality where you just got to oversell. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. He's doing meet and greets, and frankly, he's letting people film. Meet and greets? Yeah, meet and greets. Oh, yeah. Why no meet at the meet and greet? <laughs> um, and he's letting fans film it, which I, I think is pretty cool. This stuff's up on YouTube and, and all, that, all that kind of stuff. I've seen a couple of them, and the first one I watched, uh, everybody gets to ask Blackie one question. Like, it's this big, mm. ooh, what's your nice. question going to be? Sure. And I don't know what the question was because I didn't have the volume up, but when I got it up, uh, Blackie was already talking about his good friend Muhammad Ali and how they would have long conversations. Good friend. 
Yeah, like we would talk for hours. <laughs> okay. Hours and hours about religion. And I'm uh, like, okay, Blackie. Yeah, all right. You know, and then in the Eddie Trunk interview, he talks about like, yeah, the guy who's doing our stage, he actually just made that Foo Fighters movie. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. How come you never name drop people of your ilk? Yeah, you know, in our guitar tech, uh, Warren's not touring right now, so he was available. You know, no, it's always just like some grandiose person that you never see Blackie with. Just accept it, man. You have some passionate fans. The tour is doing good. Why does it have to be more? Like, it's just it's just ingrained in him. It's like, at least when Gene Simmons talks bullshit, he's fucking literally doing arena tours. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Blackie's like, yeah, we're just, uh. But you know who I am? I don't care about the set list. Uh, if Now, if I picked it, it would be a lot different than it is. But I And also, I've seen the stage show. I'd be happy with it. I, I look at this. I think the average ticket's in the new range of 30 to $40. And for what you see and looking at this set list, it's a little short in length for me. And I think we, uh, Blackie insists <laughs> upon the Crimson Idol way too much. Those, okay. the, 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 honestly, for a 40th anniversary tour, the bulk of this set list, and by bulk, I mean 85%, has to be from those first four records. And honestly, half the first album, probably three or four songs off of... Uh, um, uh, Headless Children, and then a good mix of the other two. Uh, and then if you want to try to do something with the other records, that's fine. Uh, I, I, but I just think that's your core, that you have to celebrate that era. That is your biggest success. And I don't... Look, he may love The Crimson Idol. It's a good record, I think. But it didn't fucking do what you wanted to, Blackie. You were basically on an independent label at the time, putting out kind of poorly recorded and poorly produced stuff, <laughs> This is not, the, you know, the genre, but it seems like he just is fixated on that one part, that one album, and because I think there's like four songs in the set list from this thing, and it's just like, and they're all right in the middle, and it's just I don't know, maybe that's instead of a drum solo. Well, that's the one that that I was really surprised how good it was, though. I get what you're saying if you're playing just for the masses, but I'm saying like, didn't they have like he, he like did a re-recording? I think that's the version I heard. Yeah. Like when I was, yeah, I bought that too. It comes with a little movie and stuff, and that was uh, it was uh, produced a lot better. And um, right. and if you're gonna listen to one, I would probably pick that. Although I I think Alex Alt actually has some uh, nitpicking to do on that version versus the original, but I I preferred the the second one. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a Wasp fan. I've also followed their whole career, and that it's not in the top five record for me. Um, and in sales wise, I don't know where it lands. But there's a steep drop-off after album four. I bet you every record he released since then has sold maybe 10% of what he sold in those first four records. No, I know what you're saying. I mean, it's it, it would be like Alice like putting Dada songs from... There you go. Something like that. Like, he loves it, but he, he's insisting it upon you. Like, yeah. if you... As a fan, I would be probably happy uh, if he would just sprinkle one or two nuggets from... You know the core, and then just a few nuggets throughout, right? Isn't that kind of what? Yeah, you're that's kind of what I'm thinking. Would be better, yeah, because then you'd be like, "Holy shit, I can't believe he's playing this from that." Because none of it sold past his first couple couple albums, right? Imagine Kiss coming out doing their show and then just dropping in the Oath. That's That'd be I'm cool. Saying. Just but, one, but yeah. one. You'd be but like, like then all of a sudden happy. playing four more songs from the Elder. I'm sitting there going, "Fuck yeah!" Now, if it's a Kiss Cruise, I think you could do it. But at their yeah. one of their actual arena shows, sure. I'm like, nobody's going to want to see this. You know, the, the yeah. Kiss celebrating 50 years, you're not getting four songs from fucking music from the Elder. 
Is he playing blind in Texas? I believe so. Actually, I have the set list here. Yeah. Um, so Let's ruin it. Ruin it for everybody. Opens up with uh, a medley, which is also kind of my Ooh. bitch. I like medleys, I like by the medleys. way. Not opening with, probably. Yeah, but it, but it's he. These are all classic songs, so he has he wants to make sure he has fucking room for the Crimson Idol shit. <laughs> On your right. knees, the flame, the torture never stops, and inside the electric circus. Personally, I would open the show with inside the electric circus uh, and play the whole song. Um, then it goes to crazy, hello uh, or love machine. Wild Child, these are these are not medleys at this point. Uh, Heaven's Hung in Black, and then another medley, Hellion into I Don't Need No Doctor. Um, and then The Idol, The Great Misconception of Me, Charlie and the Chainsaw Murder, and Murders in the New Room Morgue. So there's your kind of like little... That's the, that's the Crimson Idol one, right? Yeah, but that he splits yeah. that up and comes out. Uh, he does two Crimson Idol tunes, then does the encore with, with that. And then he plays Blind in Texas, does another encore where they play... Fuck Like a Beast, uh, The Real Me, and I Want to Be Somebody. Uh, and I Want to Be Somebody, perfect closer. Um, so overall, not a bad set list. It covered, like I said, I, I wouldn't go to this show and complain probably about anything unless I got kicked out, which we're about to get into. Is that into. 60 minutes, though? It's pretty short. Well, according to Blackie, it's, it's close to two. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was actually close to a, a fan on one of those groups. He's playing almost two hours. I'm like, he's playing less than an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, but that's not close enough for me to say it's almost two hours. Uh, but mm-hmm. the, it's it's fun to read some of these comments between the super fans. And uh, Michael Branvold uh, posted this morning. Um, apparently, he runs one of the. He must do something because they got Blackie on their show, and he uh, lined up Blackie to be interviewed on the Ron Keel show. I know. So apparently, if I want a black interview, I got to go through Bradfold. It's going to be a good conversation. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there's your uh, there's your tip, uh, Alex Alt. I know you'd like to get him. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I've explained kind of what these groups are like, and they're all like this. But you know, people complaining, people complaining about the complainers. So this is admin note. This is from Michael Brandvold in the Wasp Nation official group. <clears throat> admin note: Stop making posts that are just that just complain about people complaining. They are just as bad as those complaining, and they only serve to egg the complainers on. Those posts will be removed. So he's not going to remove the posts of people complaining, just to people complaining about the complaining. Oh, which I'm okay. actually on board with. It's like, yeah, it's like you know, complaining about complaining is still complaining. Yeah. You're not better. It's like I'm so sick of all you people complaining. Says the guy complaining. True, mm-hmm. I think, and and that. I, I just like admin notes that use the same word four times. <laughs> yeah, that's some that's some alliteration for you, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> real. That's like Beyonce alliteration. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I do know Brandvold is a, is a big fan of Beyonce. Oh, uh, it shows in his admin notes. Yeah, I think my last exchange from him in social media involved Beyonce because oh. Beyonce like released an album on a Friday but didn't tell anybody, and he's like, "Who else would do this?" Who else but Beyonce? It's like, and I said, give me a break. All she did was release the record. It's like, you've never named one other band that's done something this cool. And then I, the Foo Fighters had just released uh, Wasting Light. And not only did they, they, they played a garage tour where they, the, the fans got to have Foo Fighters in their, their uh, garage like throughout the country. They did like 20 shows or something like that, which is a super fucking cool way to promote your record. Uh, they gave, how many songs are that? 11 or 12? They gave, what, however many, it's 11, I think. They gave 11 fans $10,000 to make their own music video for one of the songs. Hmm. Uh, that's pretty fucking cool. Uh, and I don't, but hey, you know, Beyonce released a record and didn't tell anybody she was gonna. So that's the same. Yeah. So 
What what can't she do? Did we end with Beyonce? Did we go from Wasp to Beyonce? No, no, we got sure just a little bit more on Wasp. Okay. All right. Okay. So Wasp uh, last night played Dallas. The show ended up getting overbooked by the promoter and got canceled. Now, when I went to bed last night, the last I saw was a picture of somebody standing like in the crowd, but the crowd was basically outside of a building outside of the venue, and that's how overbooked this thing was. Like you couldn't even actually get in to the venue if you were coming in a little bit late. So uh, our friend Joey Haney actually messaged me overnight. Oh, let me stop there. I woke up this morning and saw the stories on all the groups of people complaining because uh, the show got canceled. Uh, basically, Armored Saint played, uh, Michael Schenker played, and then the, there was a long delay, and the show eventually got shut down by the fire department who came out and said, you either have to kick 600 people out or you have to cancel the show. They ended mm-hmm. up canceling the show. So I was curious what the uh, venue size was because I saw a couple comments where people were like, they better rebook this at a place that can hold at least 3,000 people. Now, I don't, look, I don't know. Dallas is a big city. You know, I, I don't know. And I don't know this venue. Thankfully, our friend Joey Haney was there and he uh, sent us, uh, both of us, uh, a group message this morning about the whole deal. And it was kind of scary because uh, he said, like, after, like, as they were leaving, uh, they got tipped off that they're going to cancel the show. They're leaving, and there's police in the uh, outside with riot gear on. Yeah, do you mind if I just like read the actual quote? Yeah, go for it. Let's uh, let's get, tell us what the Joey's insight is here. Yeah, so he says um, <clears throat> he's at the show with some of his friends, including um, Synaptic Empire Randy Brown. He said basically that 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 uh, he's told that don't say anything, but you should leave. Because they're shutting it, shutting it down. Basically, Randy comes up and says, "Don't say anything, but you should leave right now because they're shutting it down." We slide out of there. There was a dozen cop cars, riot gear. It was fucked up. How do you? De- how do you? I'm not trying to defend the rock stars here, but how as a promoter do you sell? Do you double sell capacity? There's 1,300 people there, and it's only supposed to be 600. Um, that's pretty much the, the main thing. Crazy scene and, and vibe. that bad stuff could happen. And it was canceled. So, like, imagine you're there. You've been wanting to see Wasp for whatever time. And then all of a sudden, get the fuck out. Yeah, you know, and, and I know from these groups that a lot of... And every time one of these shows, especially a weekend show, people travel. Gene Vogel and I were about to get tickets to the Chicago one before it sold out. That would have been an eight-hour drive for us. You know, and to drive that, take take a day off of work, book a hotel, do all that stuff, and say, well, here's your $35 back. Well, <laughs> no, that that's just. But but I, I I'm just trying to imagine. Well, who do you I've kick out? To. Everybody paid well, for a ticket. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm saying like, how do you even? I I can't imagine a place that has six like places when they say capacity six hundred. Like these venues, if it's six hundred and you're at a six hundred person show, you are ass to elbows. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I, honestly, I think so. I've been to oversold shows before, but not. So we were talking maybe ten percent extra, and then you right. know, you know, so like a thousand people might be eleven hundred, twelve hundred, something like that. Not six hundred, and there's thirteen hundred tickets sold. Uh, but yeah, again, I don't know the venue that well. All I know is that picture I saw was ridiculous. It's like because it's like you can barely see the stage, largely because there's a building blocking your entire view. In other words, this building is clearly outside of the venue area. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's like a garage yeah. where they hold their. <laughs> in my head, I don't know what it is. It could probably just be the restaurant and bar, probably. But it's like this is where they have like the lawnmower that mows the lawn. <laughs> you know, and it's right next to a body of water and shit. But yeah, it's uh, 
And, you know, and I got to believe that uh, it wouldn't take that many cops to handle a wasp crowd at this stage, but <laughs> a lot of Probably shirts not. tucked in pretty tight. Yeah, sure. Uh, they've, they've had tons of merch shit, too. Alex uh, told me that they had almost no T-shirts, and, and I saw a bunch of other people saying the same thing. Now, I think that's largely been corrected, but, man, what a gaffe that is, considering how much of a profit that is for the bands nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't imagine what happened there, you know. Um, and Blackie only works with the the greatest T-shirt people in, in the country, you know what I mean? Well, I saw that, that the, the merch table at the last one, there was a guy with an iron just ironing on WASP, like last minute, mm-hmm. as fast as he could. That was that was me. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you, you go the skills, to, man. If you go to the Hobby Lobbies in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you're not going to find WASRP. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> Take it up, man. Oh, God. Wasp is on tour again. Can't get the P. So anyway, Wasp on tour. Go see him if you can. Um, Blackie has promised to return, uh, taking no accountability for this stuff. Again, I don't know how much the band is involved. This seems like a promoter issue to me. Um, But Jesus, how do you not fucking know? (sighs) I think that they underestimated also the demand for it because of that. I mentioned why not do a second night? Why not? Because this place they're playing this place called the Oriental Theater which is actually the Asian American theater now. But they have they have uh, Oriental's dishes, not people. Now, uh, but that's it's in Denver, it's, it's maybe the, 600 should, I people. think it's the it's sponsored by the Chinese restaurant in Faribault. Oh, the Chinese restaurant. Yes, right next to the in Italian. Faribault. Yeah, okay. In Faribault. Yeah. But uh, but this place is maybe 600 capacity. I saw I saw like the damn thing. Just to give you an idea yeah. of this the, the damn things there and it's really it's it's one of the smallest ones in Denver. There's no way they couldn't have done two nights there. Is my point with that? With it that. may be a scheduling thing, but if they can find time to come back and make the show up, then just do yeah. the book another night, man. Come not, back in a month. Not sold out, but that's just general admission. So does sold out mean the same thing? Some idiot promoter did the same thing over here. Yeah. It very well could so. be. You know what I mean? Uh, each each promoter has their own level of shadiness they're about to to yep. get into. But I don't know. It, it, I feel bad for the fans because um, I would like to have seen this. Uh, apparently, not enough to travel, but. Yeah. Uh, that said, uh, I, I guess I would be a guy that if I paid my $40, uh, I would not have been upset by the stage. I would not have been upset by the set list. I did watch a couple of videos out of my own personal curiosity and Blackie is using more than just some backup vocals in the mix, but I, th- I do think he's also singing live. Uh, I, I heard their set, uh, someone filmed their, their uh, sound check in Dallas yesterday, and he sounded great, and there was no backing tracks. So, because uh, you, you could tell, like, he would stop at a weird time. Oh, I just got a text from Joey. It oh, looks yeah? like uh, with the riot gear, they actually looks like there's a ton of park rangers in these pictures, too, that, are, uh, <laughs> that have been uh, added to kick people out. Uh, it, looked, it turns out that actually that theater they're at is a national theater, not just a state. Theater. Oh, not a state. So, okay. Anybody so you recognize? Fire- yeah. Anybody you recognize in the picture? <laughs> uh, well, at least one guy, one guy with a ticket. Looks like he got a hundred fifty dollar ticket as well. So oh, it's fucking crazy, man. Oh god, wasp. Yeah, wasp. It's, uh, I think Pull the, up the park rangers. I think the fire marshal thinks it's nineteen eighty five, man. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck like a beast, baby. Wow. Uh, woo. Oh, oh God. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, no cod piece, no good blood, no guts, no meat. Just Blackie and uh, three guys that he calls Waz. <laughs> 
think that's perfect. You want to get out of here? Yeah, man. Uh, it's a bit ripe down here. I need a shower. I, you know, I rocked pretty hard yesterday on my acoustic. Understood. So, so I'm still sweaty. Uh, All right, go, yeah. go get you a shower. All right, buddy. Uh, rock is not dead. It's just been oversold. Does Pulp Fiction assist upon itself too? Maybe a little bit too. No, I love Pulp Fiction. Fucking brilliant. Okay, okay. just just asking because that's that's a I think that's a, a love or hate it movie too for a lot of people. Never heard hate, only love. Okay. Titanic. I'm, never seen it. <laughs> I know. There should be some kind of something like kind of confession thing. Oh fuck! What'd you do? Holy shit! I gotta get a bandaid. <laughs> I, I cut myself on this fucking. Uh, how the fuck did that happen? This goddamn coffee cup. Somehow on the. Anyway, I'll be right back as I bleed over myself. Let me see the blood. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.